All right, folks. So uh, what a pleasure to have you on the Brock Lurie podcast. But I want to tell you this. Um, it's interesting. I, I've been kind of going back and forth between Las Vegas and Los Angeles. And I, I, I drove my car down to Los, Los Angeles and I, I parked my usual spot. I hadn't been driving down to LA for quite a bit. And, and I parked in this usual spot because I had to see a friend. I, so I stayed overnight. And uh, I parked in this indoor parking lot that was very safe. It was in Brentwood, you know, a nice area of town. And uh, I go to dinner with a friend of mine and then I come back to my car and what do I find? It's all smashed in, right? So I figure, okay, well, when in Rome, <laughs> that's what happens. So it's all smashed in. They, they, they stole my backpack with my computer and which is a bummer because I had, I had written 35 or 40 pages of my upcoming book and I only kept it in the downloaded section of my computer. I, I stupidly did not put it on the iCloud or some sort of other online service. Anyway, <laughs> let this be a lesson to you. Learn from my mistake. So I'm going to have to rewrite that part. Anyway, I noticed that it, I've lost my computer. And the only thing of importance in my luggage uh, was my retainer and, uh, and my Rogaine. <laughs> that was it. So I think now, however... The joke's on the criminal because all we have to do now is look for a guy from much straighter teeth and a great head of hair. Okay, that's it. <laughs> We're good to go. Uh, but seriously, that, that's the issue here in, in Los Angeles. It's just the crime is just happening everywhere and everyone's wondering why this is happening. And, and we, we talk about it all the time. Obviously, the government, uh, to the extent you want to call it a government, uh, does not care about crime. Um, it, it certainly wants crime to happen. It gets to the point where you have to make a very reasonable conclusion that that is what they want. They want to encourage crime in the country, in the state, and of course in the country as well. Illegal immigration, massive illegal immigration, massive homeless. Uh, they don't uh, require bail for enemy criminals, even for violent criminals now. And then they're surprised that crime goes up. And then they, they make the announcement that they are not going to enforce any laws uh, involving $950 in value or less. And that's, they're so surprised. So anyway, when in Rome, this is what happens to you. Uh, that'll teach me not to drive down to Los Angeles, right? What a, what a pity. So I want to talk a little, I mean, that's one of the distinctions I want to talk about today. As you know, uh, you can see much of what we see in the way of a breakdown of distinctions. We, of course, talk about the breakdown of the distinction between man and woman, uh, the breakdown of distinction between uh, sexuality, generally speaking, that there is no uh, difference. Uh, all, all sex is good, all, all, you know, with multiple partners and uh, quintuples, for example, that, that's a thing now. And you're not supposed to judge it. You're not supposed to say it's bad. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's good for civilization. They just don't care. So... It's the breakdown of distinctions. We talked before about the distinctions between uh, good and evil, of course, right and wrong, the morality and not morality. Uh, the distinction between student and teacher, the distinction between old and young, uh, distinction between uh, American culture and most other cultures, uh, the distinction between you know a, a good government and bad government, uh, capitalism and, and socialism. The, these these are distinctions that we have to focus on. And 
the left just doesn't care about. Another distinction, of course, is the distinction between um, Christmas and not Christmas, right? Uh, the teaching of school, um, uh, sorry, religion in school, or at least allowing the, the, the teaching of it, and the decision to kind of blow it up altogether. So you can't have anything, right? So they want to destroy everything. Now the new thing is, uh, you've heard about this phrase, fat shaming, right? So the idea is you can't uh, say that anyone who is overweight might be unhealthy, right? Never, never mind that it is unhealthy, of course. You can't, even, you can't say anything to that, to that effect. You're, you're a bad person if you do that. And hence, you see all these covers on Vogue magazine and otherwise, these very oversized men and women, but mostly women. And uh, they are, uh, you know, I, I just don't want to look at them. Thank you very much. But they want to tell you that it's all the same. Now, I suppose in a related manner, they have this new thing where they say that there should be no distinction in food, right? So that, that food is not better or worse now. So eating your vegetables is no better than eating Pringles potato chips, okay? Or, or you know, Haagen-Dazs ice cream or whatever, whatever you like, French fries. It's all good. There, there's no such thing as healthy or unhealthy food. And I, and I thought this was going to happen. And Dennis Prager actually brought this up in one of his podcasts. And I, but, but I remember hearing it and I thought, okay, yep, exactly what I thought was going to happen because you just can't have this distinction. They don't want to have it. Which brings us to um, America and its distinctions. Before I want to bring that up, I want to bring in my great friend, Peter Eastwood. Uh, who is co-hosting with me today. And I so appreciate, Peter, your being on the show. You've been with us, what, three times previously? And uh, yes. we just love your voice. It's just great. Three wonderful times. Absolutely. Yes. Highlights I, of my life. Folks, don't you love his voice? Don't you love that voice? It's awesome. Oh, right? stop. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if he says anything great, but his voice alone is great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what I'll have you do is just read from the phone book or something. You know that oh, Well, there you go. Let's hope we can get... As, as if there's such a thing as a phone book, right? No phone um, book anymore. There's a distinction from an old man. Oh, yes. Yes, I know. The analog life, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so oh, look, thank you for your monologue. It was it it was so relevant. And yeah. your little story about your trip to L.A., who knew you should have yes. spoke up. But um, wow, yeah. to you, even to you. Yes. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. You know, I, I take things, you know, I always look at the bright side of things. Like, of course, you don't want anything broken into. But I figure, well, I wasn't there. I didn't get hurt. Um, what they smashed um, was just the back windows. It could have been a lot worse. They could have smashed, it could have created a lot more mayhem to my car. So the damage, yeah, it was there, but, but not significant. Um, not only that, Peter, but uh, I had a very nice mountain bike in the back of the car, oh, oh. which they, they didn't do anything to. So that was great. I, oh, really? They left it there? They left it there. Well, I think the reason you. why they left it there was because if, if they tried to open it, then it would have set off the alarm. So that that's the reason why I, I think I lucked out there, but anyway, that that's neither here nor there. I, I want to talk about more distinctions. And one of them is America, right? On the one hand and all other cultures on the other. And I, I think it's just fascinating. Like America is better. It just is. America and was left of it. Yeah, you know. well, that's true. Well, oh. good for today. It's better. 
It's just better. And we know it. Everyone knows it. That's why they're racing over here. Nobody's Absolutely. racing to Albania. Nobody. No one's going to China. There's not a line. You yeah. know, there's not a line. And even though they have billions of people, they didn't immigrate there. Okay. They've been kept hostage there. Right. The yeah. only people going to try to get into China are people from North Korea. You know, maybe, maybe that's the, the only yes, thing. Yes, that is very true. And the, uh, there's been a few prolific ones that have come out lately, and the stories are absolutely um, terrifying and mortifying. Right. Uh, so anybody that wants communism or state control, I just don't get it. I don't get it well, at all. Well, yeah, I need, and, and there is nothing to get. Um, I mean, there's a famous thing that uh, a, a video clip, an audio clip from Hillary Clinton, just recently, I think it was a couple of days ago, and she was talking about Trump and obviously showing her distaste, shall we say, for Donald Trump. And she says, I just don't get it. I, I don't see how they can be fooled by this man and, and how they can be so enthralled with this man and uh, that they don't see him for the con man that he is. Essentially, that's what she said. I mean, and, she is so vile when it comes to Donald Trump, the president. Um, yeah. Know, our president. I, I don't know how, one, she can get away with it because of her, the, just the toxicness that comes out of her mouth. But the lies, it, it's, it's built on a, just a grand lie that's a it's like a balloon you keep blowing into and it gets bigger and bigger and they all believe it they all believe it yet they have no proof no matter what proof we provide right at great cost time and energy they just don't see it so true they, what, they'll never I mean, see it and and we are living in crazy times yeah but but this is this comes to the ultimate distinction they they have only one distinction to them that matters. And that's the distinction between uh, all of Americans on the one hand, and particularly uh, lefty Americans, uh, whom they think are the normals, and the MAGA Republicans slash Trump himself, on the other hand. That's a distinction that they're willing to abide. And, and they acknowledge that, and that's it. And they, they describe... Trump, of course, in particular, and MAGA Republicans, uh, as evil. And that's that kind of evil they're willing to recognize, that distinction, Peter. And I hear you. I understand. Where, where do you think this is gonna go? I mean, how you know there's there's a it's um, not good. Yeah, no. 45% of Americans, a new poll came out, it's almost hard to believe, uh, believe that there's going to be a civil war, and by that they mean a violent civil war within 10 years. I mean, yes. I, I find that so impossible to believe, and yet it's out there. Um, and well, people like you and me were were gentlemen, and we're educated, right? And we are of a generation that has history. This generation that's that's coming up. This if we're Generation X, these these other people, you know, that have arisen, and now the children of these children are being born in, indoctrinated. They have no history. They have nothing that was built. We, the entire world was provided for them. Even this, even the tech was provided. And now as tech just proliferates and gets more techy and we go to the planets, this is what they expect because they were born into this society. You and I remember when, you know, cell phones came out, when there was no um, uh, internet, when the newspaper was uh, delivered by a guy on a bicycle and I mean, we weren't alive in the 50s or the roaring 20s, but we have an idea of what their plight was because we're students of the world. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. These people are just empty. 
and, and history is bound to repeat itself. They, they've said that it's been prophesized and it's true. And it's, it's really, I, I as a man, you, you never want to say this or admit to this, but on its most basic level, it's terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. And, you know, maybe one day we'll do a podcast about the impact of the internet with all the, the good things that it uh, um, delivers. It, has it been a net negative versus a net positive? I mean, I have to think it's a net positive, but the, there's so many bad things that have resulted from it. Not not just in terms of the fraud that's committed on the internet, not in terms of the um, not just the you know, all the porn that's involved, and I think that's so unhealthy, but also just you know the the mind numbing nature of the internet. But again, I don't want to get into that for now. But as you see in some like uh, dystopian future where they've banned banned the internet because of the damage it's done and like the new doctrine, the new, you know, constitution is there is no internet. It's, you know, it's bad for the people. Look what it made you do. Um, I guess so. I, I, I guess that could be, I mean, I, I think the internet of course is here to stay. I'd, I'd be very surprised. As do I, but it's a great science fiction premise. <laughs> <laughs> it would be imagine a world without the internet. Well, anyway, uh, the point is that we're, we're talking about distinctions here. And one of the things I mentioned in my Sunday show is you know, I remember being 10 years old, Peter, and think to myself, I, you know, I knew that I was in, in a great country called America. Um, and I thought, you know, I hear a lot of other countries really suck, right? And I thought, why don't they just adopt all of the Constitution of America, you know, obviously translate it for their own particular country, updated because a lot of things are not relevant anymore. Like the, the, how, you know, how to account for slaves, for example, in the, uh, in the census, you know, I, other than that, but otherwise make it modern just for that. And, but otherwise keep it exactly the way it is with the Congress, with the Senate, with the presidential terms, uh, with the judiciary and so on. And all the checks and balances, keep that all. And every country, if they just adopted it, well, they'd, they'd be like us. Right. And along with the patent office and things like that. So just develop our infrastructure and you'll be jiggy. Right. Why, why not? And then I thought to myself later on when I was 15, I thought, oh, you know what? That's very uh, uh, provincial to think this way. It's very uh, narrow minded to think this way. And every every government has a different way of thinking and they should be allowed to do whatever they want. Of course, they should be allowed to do it. Uh, but then I turned 20 and I thought, no, nah, I was right the first time. <laughs> Everyone, everyone should indeed uh, have uh, adopted the Constitution of America, and they'd be much happier. I mean, presumably, if you're a leader of a country, whether it's Albania or France or Canada, uh, if you want great things to happen for your country and the great freedom and the growth uh, that, that a country can give, well, just be like America. And what's so That's hard? Colonialism, isn't isn't that what they call colonialism? No, it, it wouldn't even be colonialism. I'm not saying that they should belong. Not that to I'm it. just I'm agreeing with you. Believe me, oh. I, why not blueprint America and yeah. and just put it in each principality? Um, yeah, I, I, I think I mean, we're that, two of the nerds that thought that at age ten. It's like <laughs> exactly. I can't say my thoughts were exactly that, but yeah, I was like, why don't these other countries get their act together? And like, if America works. I was thinking, you know, why, and I was very scared. I mean, coming up through the Cold War, you know, I always thought there were impending doom was going to happen. So I thought, yeah. why don't they just adopt it? But 
Well, yeah, if they, if they do adopt it, then they will get similar results. I mean, think about it from a standpoint of, of going to the gym. Let's say you see, a, you know, you want to work out, you want to get flat abs or whatever it is right, that you want. And you see a guy that's there, he's about your age, and you see him working out. And he's got exactly the physique that you think, you know, you'd like to have. Uh, and you say, okay, you know, what do you do with that situation? If you're bold enough, you might go up to him and say, dude, you know, can you help me? I want to, I want to look like you, <laughs> right? What do you, what do you do? And then he tells you, oh, it's very simple. I, I do X number of sit-ups. I do X number of push-ups, or whatever his routine is. And I avoid the following foods and, uh, and I swim every other Thursday. Okay. You write it down. You do exactly what he does and you're going to get the same body, right? And, you know, I, I don't think that's very, you know, much of a stretch, but here's the interesting thing, Peter is it's that all these other countries do adopt so many, in fact, almost everything else about America and they don't change it. So for example, a very easy one, uh, Apple computers, Apple iPhones and smartphones and everything else, all these things are developed in America. They don't try to make their own iPhone or something similar to it. They like the Apple iPhone just as it is, thank you very much. And they adopt it, it's great. We're all good to go or they're all good to go, right? Same thing with uh, music. You know, we develop jazz and rock and roll and pop and rap and rhythm and blues, right? They adopt that. I mean, they, they have it in their languages and such, but it's not as if they made a new kind of music that we're not familiar with. Uh, they, they've just embraced everything that we do. Same thing we with blues. such a, a different country. It's like, we're still so new and we're separate. We have an ocean on either side of us that keeps us, different than any other country. I, I mean, I think it does, but, but the point is that they still adopt what we're saying, or what we're doing, do. what we deliver. We, we deliver airplanes, air conditioning. They, they, it's not as if they, they're trying to make a different kind of air conditioner, right? Oh, they, they're, right. they're not trying to make a different kind of airplane. Nope. It's, it's mostly invented here, thought of here and exported. Yeah, out. But, but what I'm saying is that they're embracing all of these ideas and concepts and, and music and, and, and even movies, for example, they, the whole concept of, of how to make a movie that comes from America. So they, they adopt it. Why? Because they know that it's effective. And this is a great way of entertaining or listening to music and all. And, and uh, you know, of course, with the iPhone and everything I've talked about before. But when it comes to governance, no, 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 they can't abide. They have to have their own system. Never mind that it doesn't work very well. Right. I, I think the parliamentary system that's, uh, you know, in a lot of countries to, to a lesser extent in Britain, Britain is actually not bad, but even even Britain could could learn from just adopting the American style. Right. Everything about it. It, it works here. They people, you know, we decry so. the two party system. They want a multiple party system. They think it's better somehow. No, <laughs> it, there's all sorts of reasons why the multi party system is very ineffective. Uh, it's it's adopted in Israel. As much as I love Israel, I think it's a big mistake, right? Multi-party it's, system in Israel. Multi-party yes. system does not work. It just doesn't. Um, it's, it's it's too many, right? Or there, you can't get a you never can get a majority of anything. You can never get a majority, and what ends up happening is that a very small party ends up wielding a tremendous amount of power, because in order to join to agree to join with the majority party, uh, they get all sorts of concessions, right? So you might have a a, a, you know, incredibly s small minority group, but they they will wield a lot of power if the other two parties um, are very close, 
right? So if they, if the small party, for example, is 5% of the population, then, uh, and, and there's a, that the other two parties are what, 48 and 47% of the population. Well, the 47 percenter will say, hey, well, look, we'll, we'll adopt your entire platform, Mr. 5% party. And uh, that way, you know, we'll, we'll get the majority. So that small party has a tremendous amount of power all of a sudden when they shouldn't. They only represent 5% of the population. So it's not, it's not healthy. Uh, but that's, I don't want to get too much into that, Peter. I just, just want to say that it's not effective. And, and America, as, as imperfect as the governing system is, it's probably a hell of a lot better than every other country. It just is. America and is so I think the proof is in the pudding. Genuine. The yeah. proof is in the pudding. And for all of our mistakes, let me tell you, they may not go discovered, um, especially if they're, you know, clandestine um, or their crimes, um, egregious crimes against, I mean, just a person or the state. When they are discovered, there, there is a majority of our citizenry that will not tolerate injustice. We make these things right. We apologize for them. We do whatever we can. Um, and there's a reason why reparations have not been paid uh, per se. And the p parties that can't understand that and have an intelligent conversation at the table about the reasons why logically that you couldn't do that or shouldn't do that are the same reasons that the other countries that want reparations right now can't cave in, right. like, you know, New Zealand, um, England That's right. says That's that exactly right. You know, it's interesting to think about reparations. If, if um, let's say we had a multi-party system and there was a Black Lives Matter party, okay? Just to throw that out there. And they were able to garner 5%. Um, and then the Republicans and Democrats, I mean, just assuming a three-party system right now, the Republicans and Democrats would say, okay, well, if we uh, promise you reparations, will you go our way on various bills? Well, yeah, okay, there you go. So now all of a sudden you have this uh, government that you've been able to form based upon reparations, even though it's only 5%. So it's a, it's a great example of what I'm talking about. Look, I, I, wanna, I wanna kind of move on slightly um, because we, we talked about Trump and how the left likes to look at the distinction between uh, Trump and slash MAGA Republicans on the one hand and everyone else. That's the only distinction that they seem to recognize. And it's, it's a dangerous uh, distinction because it's a false distinction. We most, you know, the Biden is now trying to demonize the right, particularly the MAGA Republicans, because it suits his political purposes, or so he thinks. He thinks he's going to deflect and distract from the issues of inflation and otherwise by saying, you know, we're, all of our troubles are because of those MAGA Republicans that are just bad guys, you know, through and through. So... I, you know, and, and this is why there's an attack now on him uh, by the New York Attorney General, who is now pursuing a major fraud lawsuit against him for allegedly uh, inflating the values of his various properties for purposes of getting better loans, more favorable terms, whatever. And so she's pursuing this. And never mind that the banks are, are not, not the plaintiffs at all. They're not even victimized. Uh, they made out like bandits, and they're not—they're not complaining at all. But the, mm -hmm. the state of New York still thinks it's wrong. Whatever. Never mind. That also, that they probably can't prove it. If they could prove it, if they had any meaningful evidence, they would have pursued it as a criminal uh, matter, and they certainly have not. So, uh, as with there you go. anything and everything that has been brought up against Trump, his family, and his businesses, uh, 
they can't prove anything. It's just a lot of doohickey and a waste of time. And that's what gets me the most upset is a waste of my time. His entire term, what a waste they made it. I mean, he did some great Biden, things. You mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, uh, Peter, about uh, the fact that they raided Mar-a-Lago, of course, and they wanted to pursue that. And then they also pursue this um, uh, this attack by the New York uh, Attorney General. What do you think about that? Is it, I mean, obviously they're on the heels of each other. It's also- treasonous. Well, yeah, yes. If, I, if the I shoe was treasonous. on the other foot, I think they're treasonous. Yes. But from a timing point of view, I mean, it's obviously, what, less than two months away from the midterm elections. I mean, why do they wait- to pursue the Mar-a-Lago raid? Why did, why did the New York Attorney General pursue the uh, tax returns issue and the um, uh, the alleged fraud by uh, in the real estate department from uh, from from Trump and his family? Why, why are they doing that now? Well, unfortunately, I don't think a majority of Americans understand why. That's why they're doing it, because they know that at least half of them are in the dark about this kind of thing, and they, they won't connect the dots. But why did they do it? Um, it's a distraction. It, it makes the people that do think that are politically inclined at all and the ones that are not, that's the scary part, that you can't cast a vote for someone whose reputation is in question or whatever it is that they think. Um, it, it won't matter that if you think back, that question we always used to ask, well, how were you four years ago or two years ago? Was your life better or worse? Right there's no comparison. I mean, we're being led into the dark ages um, with the Biden administration and anybody with a little bit of history or appreciation for the history of the world can see that it's, if anybody acts like Adolf Hitler, it's Joe Biden. I mean, yeah, I look, I, I hate to make bizarre comparisons like that, but it's not a bizarre comparison, unfortunately. It's not. Uh, they, they demonize the right just, and Hitler demonized the, you know, the, the, the Jews and anybody who disagreed with him. So uh, then the Reichstag fire and everything else, I, I think that there is a, a lot of that. They, they, they used pretexts to go after their enemies. Um, Isn't they, there somebody that says, I would, I would say Solinsky, but I'm not sure. Um, when talking about what's going on now, the, one of the first things that happens is to cause utter confusion amongst the, the population, where yes. nobody really knows who's telling the truth, who you can trust, what's up, what's down, and it, that, that whole scenario. And I know I've read it. I know it's somebody's doctrine, and it's so true. And then there's all these other things that play out that if but you have to read these things you have to be educated you have to know more than your you know your four square walls and if you're lucky um you know a backyard maybe but nobody has that anymore nobody has a decent and what you would call american dream it, something has happened where they've miniaturized everybody's expectation of what yeah. they can expect from humanity. And I think people are angry and fed up, but they're not gonna get any more with this administration. Um, and to have them see that is, um, I don't know how we do it anymore. There's such a hatred for us. And we can't say, uh, we, know, we know better, we're gonna, it's just, the hands go up in the air and you're like, you know, the steam comes out the ears. Well, I, I think that's such a good description. And I, I wanna ask you, what what do you think is going to happen in the midterms? Is it is it going to be a surprise? Are we going to 
uh, I mean, a good surprise in the sense that the conservatives will win and, and trounce both in the House and the Senate. That would be so nice, of course. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a surprise. I, I, in the same way that Hollywood, for example, was ever so surprised that that movie Buzz Lightyear did so poorly uh, because they, you know, slipped in, you know, a gay couple. And, you know, it's something you don't do with kids' movies, right? Uh, and what they're doing in the upcoming Wizard of Oz movie, they're, they're doing the same thing no, where they're no, not only going to have gay couples, but also throuples and transgender. How can you rewrite history? That's what they're doing. And that's what, yeah. that's what people don't see is they're doing it in, in works of fiction, but they're rewriting our history slowly and consistently. They're rewriting all the facts. Oh yeah. No, I, I so, I so agree about that. But Peter, what I'm saying is that. No, they won't tolerate the gay thing. Let me tell you yeah. as a gay man, yeah. a conservative who's lived his entire life in America. These changes are not good. We don't want it. Let me here. Let me ostracize myself even more for my community. <laughs> it doesn't matter because we're talking about the soul of America. I believe and I know. I can't tell you how I know, but let's just say, you know, there are organizations for young gay Republicans out there. If you want to find yep. it, you can. But cabin talk amongst right? us all yep. is this does not represent gays. Right. We don't speak for lesbians, transgender, bisexual and other. Um, and there was no other when I came out. You know, it was very clear. The right. other letters that have been added, they've 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 diluted and polluted the whole thing. And uh, yeah, that but, does Peter, not I, I want to get back a little bit to um, my, my point about our discussion about the midterms and the predictions and why I, I think those think, type of things, though, are going to be what what makes it a surprise for you. And that's, that's those right. There little things. Yeah, it's the little things huge. like, but in the same way that Hollywood had no idea, and they should have had an idea that Buzz Lightyear would have been a disaster, and it was a disaster. And this Wizard of Oz remake that's going to be coming out is going to be a disaster too. Do you think but, there's anybody at the table read that speaks up? You no, know, is there anything anybody no, at the they, pitch they, meeting they, that says, "Hey, maybe this isn't a good idea"? Knowing what we know about the industry, <laughs> you think anybody speaks up anymore? Because it doesn't appear so. It doesn't appear so. There's there's too many yes men out there, and they dare not speak to the contrary because they might be canceled if they say anything. It's like it's like when they told everyone is afraid to tell tell Hitler that they failed in this or that um, endeavor uh, militarily because he would just be so irate and might chop off their heads, as it were. So they kept on lying about it and say, "Oh yeah, but the campaign is going great, sir." <laughs> you know, Heil Hitler, and, and that was it. You know, that's the way it works. And I think there's something going on like that. It's a great point, Peter, uh, in Disney and other places like that. Disney, for example, they decided to go totally woke, not just with the Buzz Lightyear thing, but other things, trying to demand everyone to be um, woke and, and, and no pronouns and everything else. You know, Barack, Disney suffered dramatically in, in the stock market. It really, it really suffered, right? Speaking so up, I mean, I'm an investor in Disney, um, yeah. one of the com um, companies in my portfolio. And the prospectus and the um, you know annual report came out. Those words are written into their annual report. So much has to be really? for diversity, for inclusion, and um, you know CEOs, um, vice presidents. If they don't do certain things in these departments, they get penalized with with wow. salary, with incentives in their compensation package. Wow. Oh, points. I did not know that. That is crazy. Oh, that's an well, insider. No wonder, no wonder people are, are leaving Disney and they're not watching Disney. 
And, you know, I've heard, you know, this is a little bit of hearsay, but I believe it from very reliable sources who live in Florida. They say that Disney World has really taken a hit. You, you, you see very few people relative to the past. Disneyland in Los Angeles, different story. I get it. But boy, Disney World is, is really suffering. So, um, but Disney has only itself to blame. But here, my point is, Peter, that, that look at how surprised they were. Right. I mean, clearly they didn't gun to lose stock market share. Right. They didn't want that to happen, but it did. I um, mean, the, they lost billions in their capitalization, billions and uh, heads should have rolled. And I don't know if they did or, or if they're going to change course in a, at all. But the same thing now applies when we're talking about the midterms. I, I think that so many of the Democrats have no idea what the actual sentiment of John Q. Public really is. They have no idea. And, I mean, and because I, they have I no idea, so, they may suffer the same so. way that Disney did. I, What's that, it, Peter? It's got, it's got to be. I mean, I hope so, but yeah. hope is not real. I mean, I, I think I know so because that makes sense. That's the logical way of thinking. But from a, as an observer, how could they think any other way besides we have to stop this because it's our children. We don't want our children twerked on. We don't want them going to drag shows at three. We don't want them sexualized in kindergarten and first grade. It's wrong. I mean, just like someone said, I wish I could have said it, but I did say it too. We all have said it. If someone did this to your toddler at the playground, at the merry-go-round, you would call the police. Yes. You, you would, you would oh, yes. jump on them and say, get the heck away from my kid. Yeah. And now in the, have you seen the latest? Have you seen the transgender teacher up in Canada? Uh, tell the me, remind teacher, me. The shop, the, the videos have just kind of gone viral. It's brand new. This is a, like a 32 year old man. And he dresses up in drag for his shop class. And the school board permits it and sanctions it, um, says that they support him. He comes to class in Daisy Dukes and spandex with triple X's. Literally, they're not double D's. They're triple X's. They're like pornographic. They're they're you just what I'm saying. You know, they're way out there and 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 tight little waistline, lipstick and Marilyn Monroe wig. And he gets to teach his class that way. Now, you hear me tell you about it, but to see it, it's vulgar. It's vulgar. Yeah. And if I were a parent, I would be angry. But parents can't speak up, otherwise they get ostracized. Yeah, it's so crazy. That's Justin Trudeau for you. Yeah, that, that is. And I, I think that there's going to be a blind spot for the Democrats. Look, I mean, they, they, want, they must believe in order for them to think that they're going to do well in the midterms because they focus on the abortion ruling, right, Dobbs, uh, that, that somehow that's going to be their savior, uh, that the Dobbs decision reversing Roe v. Wade is going to agitate the population so much that they're going to galvanize and completely take over. Never mind inflation, never mind the unemployment, never mind the recession that, that's upon us already. But never, never mind, mind the, that abortion was never constitutionally was well, written into the I, Constitution. I but, but I'm talking about the, the issues of the, that are actually happening around oh, them. Right, exactly. Right. Well, it's just not important so, because the southern border to give them free stuff. Yeah, the southern border, the, the crime, the homelessness, all of that, uh, the higher taxes, they they that. think that Two million all that matters, people. all that matters is is the abortion ruling, and somehow that'll be enough to carry them across the finish line. No, sir. Well, if I we mean, were going to switch over to Blaze TV after this, you would get the real me, everybody. But like you know, Barack, you know, 
I know you want me to keep it clean because we do <laughs> keep true. it clean. Um, yes. But when I'm here at home, at the house, in the studio, and I'm speaking to uh, the domestic other, um, I don't cover my speech. And I speak the way I really want to have a podcast, more like Steven Crowder, where I can, like, I mean, I just say what I think. Um, I'm not so macho, macho, straight like he is, but I have an opinion and I, I speak about um, the, the women that are going to be voting Democratic, um, the type of guy that, you know, uh, is with a woman that is uh, for abortion. And uh, it's not polite, but, but it's accurate. And I wish I could speak that way to you. You I can. Don't get it. You can. I don't I, get no it. one's it's stopping like, you. Why not say, why not arrive to Planned Parenthood and say, I'm here to murder my baby. Please yeah. accept me, you know, because that's that's what's going on. And I'm not intolerant. And I think, why would any sensible person like you or I or, or, or people we know um, prevent a woman from having a life-saving abortion procedure? It's a medical procedure, people. And it's like, you, unfortunately, like everybody thinks they're entitled to whatever they're entitled to in this country, free will, and what everybody's bliss is, there's no accountability. There's no accountability and free will has been the demise of all parties, but the Democrats have taken it to a new level, a, a level that can't exist and sustain itself yeah. the way things are going. I mean, God is good and God is the light, but when the dark outnumbers, you know, 10 to one, and I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, people will not take the time. When I'm feeling like the world is way too much, I do. I stop and I like I have to envision the light within and it has to crowd the dark out. Otherwise, I will have another heart attack or something because the world is oppressive. The world yeah. is a hard place to navigate. And they didn't give us a rule book or an instruction manual. But there is a sense of morality and moral rules that like we should all inherently have. And I don't know yeah. where that's gone. I agree. I agree. It's not moral anymore. And that's so horrible to say. That's like the, yeah. saying a basket of deplorables. But where is the morality? And not that we're perfect. You know me. I know you. Oh, there's, there's, like we're without Peter, there's, there's clearly no morality going on anymore. There's only good choices and bad choices. Well, but what makes a, a choice a good choice then? What, what is it? I mean, tell me. Because uh, you, you seem, not you, but the left seems to have no ability to define what good means. Uh, oh, absolutely. When, they have when they reject morality. what's good for them. Yeah, them and, and, and the person making the choice. It's it's very selfish. I think being a being a Democrat and being on the left is very selfish, just as the whole transgender um, transsexual movement. That's such a small splinter of, uh, you know, a percentage of our society. And they have claimed the spotlight, the global spotlight, and they really have nothing to say. You know, it's interesting. I'll do a podcast another time where uh, evil fails to see uh, what's really going on. They never can see reality. They, they distort reality. Gavin Newsom, for example, just said that the southern border situation, it's all a concoction of the right. It's all been invented. It's a fantasy. Uh, nothing's really happening there. Don't you worry. I mean, but the numbers don't lie. It's, it's 2.3 million people have come in uh, in 2021, I believe. And we're well, on if a- If you're willing to lie a, so a, a much, more. if you're willing to lie on something so obviously- um, Ob so obviously obvious. There you go. That was profound. Right. So obviously apparent. Yes. How can you? How how can how can logic prevail? 
Um, yeah. I believe it was Hitler that's, uh, wasn't it Hitler that said, if you make the lie big enough, they can't, I mean, yeah, Goebbels, Goebbels his uh, right-hand man said that, but exactly right. It's the Nazi regime, his, his Nazi regime that said that. And, and uh, unfortunately he's right. I mean, they, they lied over and over again and people believed it eventually. So that's, that's the problem that we're facing. And, and I think the midterms are really going to be a big surprise for the Democrats because Can evil. You, one question, always, one question. Wait, wait, hold on, Peter. Hold tell on, me? Peter. Just one, one, one point to make is that sure. evil always fails to see reality one way or the other, right? Yes. Hitler is a great example since we've been talking about Hitler. Stalin's also a, a great example. Ceausescu, he, he's my favorite evil dictator because he was so blind to, he really thought, he, t- he ordered everyone to call him, you know, the son, the son and, uh, and the queen, something similar. And that, that he's the, the reign and the bounty for all of his people. And so, of course, because he's the dictator, that, that's exactly what, what they did. And then sure enough, they believed it themselves because it was fed back to them what they were already told to tell them. So I think the same thing is now happening among the Democrat Party. They, they, they truly are a godless party. But there's this thing called uh, the elections. And this, uh, it does, there's a feedback and they end up having to deal with the reality, uh, hopefully, every two years. And what they do instead is they try to distort it. Uh, I think that the election was definitely, there, there's something funky going on in 2020. At the very least, like Ben Shapiro says, uh, the media manipulated information so magnificently that it was clear that that uh, Biden would win. They, they, they had the fix in for him. But they wanted... Um, Evil does not see reality. That's a very important thing to remember. And that's why I think the midterms, uh, they may be very well surprised. And that's why I made the comparison of Hollywood, uh, how they fail to see how putting out these ridiculously woke movies were going to be such failures. And that's exactly what happened. Anyway, your thought, Peter? I, I hope, well, I know that the Democrats have to fail with the midterms. I mean, historically, the midterms have always been a correction on what may or may not have been realized in at the general election. Um, typically, that's what happens. So that would go in the favor of the Republicans. But Mike, you're saying, I hope it's a surprise. Uh, we, we can't know. And uh, going back to the election um, before, we do know that, like, we know how disingenuous people behave. And they are a textbook case of how, why wouldn't they be able to, you know, uh, go over with counsel to check the results? And as Ben Shapiro says, um, you know, at the very least, and at the very least is what we all see as a country, at the very least, if this happened to you and you wanted it, well, which you have complained about all the elections before, we, you know, what's not gained by looking into the information that may bring us the truth and bring some right. resolve to the country. Well, they don't, they don't want that. Of course, we, of course you know, not. They, they were done with it. It was the cleanest election in history. Uh, so, but we so know that that's not true. I mean, that's the not. truth. That's but, the but, lie but that, that underscores my point, Peter, it doesn't it? Because the, the point is that they will not only fail to see reality, but they will create their own reality at the same time. So Which that's what happened in 2020. Now. That's what's happening they, now. They've done that now. And, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I think in 2022, uh, no one will say, yeah, well, it, it came out just pretty much like we expected it to. Yeah, that uh, all the polling matched and everything is great. No, there's going to be some surprises here, folks. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. 
And I'm looking forward to CNN and MSNBC and all the bad boys uh, wondering, you know, you know, navel gazing and saying, wow, how could we have gotten this so wrong? I wonder why, you know, it's a, maybe the people were just not into the woke thing. I mean, there'll be, there'll be people like that. There's going to be actually analyzed, but not, not enough of them. They'll, they'll say be a correction. We'll see. Like you said, yeah. not enough, but I hope enough. Um, all right, Peter, this is so interesting. What are you going to yeah. do election night? You should do a, um, uh, uh, something live where we're going over the results. Take it I, I will. I, pro- I probably will. Carol usually asks me to um, to do something live uh, on election Great. night. So I might do that. Let, we'll see. Let we'll us see all know, session. please. Let us yeah. know. Peter, thank you so much for joining the Brecklery podcast today. It was really a pleasure. Uh, you're really always a, a thoughtful man. And your, your perspective uh, in, in so many different ways is awesome. As a gay man, uh, you bring great perspective. Uh, I, as a Jew, uh, give, I hopefully, a different perspective as well. I love this country, America. I love it as a Christian nation. I don't mm-hmm. want it to, I'm not asking nor gunning it for it to be a Jewish nation. Uh, I, I love my Christian friends and I love Christianity. And I'm so grateful that this country uh, was founded uh, in Christianity and with great love of Christianity. And it's because of that that it has consistently maintained its greatness. And God willing, it will continue to do so. All right, folks, Bruckler is signing off saying, God bless, be strong, and talk with you next week. Thanks so much.